last week because I was focusing on the Liberty We Learned um, election special. And of course, you know, we had the midterms recently, and of course, you know, Election Day has turned into Election Month. But hopefully you, you listened to or watched uh, the Liberty We Learned election special. I think even now after the election, you can still get something out of it. So, you know, please, if you want to, uh, check it out. Um, but today on the Dystopic Journal, I want to talk about the connection between authoritarianism and, um, and also in the intolerant aspects of our society. So like cancel culture would be a prime example. And so I want to continue on with our discussion of the psychology of totalitarianism by Matthias Desmet. And uh, just finished the book. It's a really worthwhile book. So if you haven't read it, um, please do. It's worth your while. It gives you, I think, a really good understanding of what's going on as far as our real-world dystopia that we're in. And so one of the aspects, of course, is that makes it a dystopia is the intolerance and the authoritarianism. And you saw a real huge rise of both of these things when it came to the COVID crisis. A lot of authoritarian rules, a lot of draconian rules came up. Um, you know, talking about mask mandates and vaccine mandates, a lot of that is still going on. And also, had you had this weird psychosis, as uh, Dr. Mullen would put it, this weird mess formation psychosis form around these things um, where they took on almost a religious fervor um, you know if you were not if you didn't wear your mask outside you were killing grandma and if you were um, didn't want to get the vaccine for whatever reason you were a vaccine denier or anti-vaxxer or or anti-science and so they they came up with all these labels to negate and dehumanize and otherize people who didn't go along with this mass formation psychosis that revolved in this case around uh, COVID-19 um, but it also happens in also other cases you know you and throughout history, you know, fascism was also, of course, an authoritarian um, way of governance, and so was uh, communism, particularly in the, in the 20th century in the Soviet Union. You know, you had mass formation back then, um, bent around, everybody has to serve the collective, everybody has to serve the the country in this case it was the Soviet Union and you had to negate your uh, own identity in favor of the collective and if you didn't do that of course you were sent to the gulags or you were killed and it didn't take much uh, Solzhenitsyn would suggest um, it didn't take much for you to get sent to the gulags and so there was a lot of authoritarianism there. There was a lot of authoritarianism 
Now, uh, particularly in communist China, of course, is a uh, authoritarian regime. They have very strict, very draconian uh, COVID measures, even now. Um, recently, they locked down uh, a Disney theme park in China with everybody inside it because there was an outbreak, suspected outbreak of COVID. Um, so, you know, you almost can't believe the things they do uh, that you've heard being done in China with regards to COVID. Um, closing down entire cities, locking er everybody in cities, uh, taking huge these huge measures with regards to co the COVID. So you have almost, in that case, a mass formation within the mass formation. You have the original mass formation psychosis, which led to the communism and people accepting the communist way of life in China. And then inside of that mass formation, you had kind of a, a sub-formation uh, with regards strictly to COVID. And of course, they went all out with a COVID zero or zero COVID policy. Um, they're pursuing uh, zero COVID cases, zero COVID deaths. And that's really an irrational um, response, I would say. But that's what they seem to be doing in China right now. And so there is this relationship, as I said, and between authoritarianism and also um, radical intolerance, as Desmond would call it. And so I'm going to read a little bit um, from Desmond's book. Uh, so please pay, uh, turn to page 103 in your reader, and we will uh, read. Okay, so, we have to add one more important characteristic to the problem, problematic psychological properties of mass formation, radical intolerance of other opinions and a strong tendency towards authoritarianism. Again, you saw this authoritarianism appear during the mass formation, and this is kind of what is suggestive that it was a mass formation revolving around COVID-19 and also revolving around leftism in general. Um, to the masses, dissident voices appear, one, antisocial and devoid of solidarity because they refuse to participate in the solidarity that the mass formation creates. So, you're called, in this case, an anti-vaxxer. Um, two, completely unfounded as critical arguments are not assigned any cognitive or emotional weight within the narrow circle of attention of the masses. So, if you point out the shortcomings of the mass, right? Uh, typical cloth mask is not going to keep you from... Uh, getting COVID. At the very best, it's going to maybe do a little bit to help you spread COVID from others, but even that um, is, is very minor. And so the, the conventional, conventional wisdom is now that you have to wear at least a surgical mask or an um, 
N95 mask. Okay, so we've kind of given up, even science has given up, turned the page on the cloth masks and wearing bandanas and things like that. Um, so, and you couldn't tell them, you couldn't cite them any studies. It's like, listen, here is the size of the tiny openings in the mask, and here is the size of the virus. The virus is much smaller than the openings inside the mask, and it's porous, and it can get through. Um, and you can cite study after studies, and they're not going to listen to you. You're, you're still called a science denier, or they'll find some fault with that line of reasoning because it goes outside of what they've decided is the correct way of thinking in their mass formation. And also, uh, number three, extremely adverse because they threaten to break the intoxication and in this way confront the masses again with the negative situation that preceded the mass formation, lack of social bond and meaning definable fear and unease. So it's probably no accident that this mass formation was coming from the left. Uh, the left tends to uh, attend church much less than the right. Uh, poll after poll shows that um, the left is much less religious or much less likely to subscribe to an organized religion and so they don't have um, you know they have that low lack of social bond and meaning as Desmond puts it here because the church you know your your faith uh, sharing your faith with others is one of those things that gives life its its meaning to for a lot of adherence you know it gives you that social bond between your fellow parishioner or your fellow Christian or even your fellow human being, or your the fellow member of your religion, if, you know, outside of Christianity, um, whatever it is, and meaning. So that's the prime idea of a religion is to give life meaning. And of course, people who are not following religion, they're not utilizing religion to give life meaning. That means that they're stuck and they're more susceptible to this mass formation, according to Desmet's theory. And so, and of course, they have this indefinable fear and unease, this free floating anxiety, as Desmet puts it. And four, again, you find it extremely frustrating because they threaten to remove the venting of latent aggression. So here it is, you have, let's say, the Democrat left. They already hate the Trump, some Trump supporter, you know, they're for clinging to their God and their Bible and their guns. Um, you know, they have a lot of derogatory thoughts against um, conservatives and Christians, but and Trump supporters in particular, you know, particular venom and uh, aim towards uh, the average Trump supporter. And so they already have this aggression in them, and now they have a way of focusing that aggression 
that is reinforced by society. So it's more than just them calling you a Nazi just for the sake of it. Um, and that is part of the greater uh, leftist uh, mass formation. But now in particular with COVID, that gives them even more and they can give you them focus and you're a stupid science denier and you're an anti-vaxxer and you're a flat earther because you you're a vaccine skeptic okay because you're breaking with what they believe is going to set them free from that free-floating anxiety that what releases them from that free-floating anxiety is their adherence to this almost religious belief in masks and vaccine mandates and social distancing and sending you know let you know having your kids go to school in masks or stay home and do their uh, classes online so all of these things anybody who didn't agree with any of these things particularly with the masks and the vaccines they had a special venom and it was reinforced by social media and the and the, the mainstream media and you know a lot of cultural things you know Hollywood TV you know they have a lot of reinforcement um, for this belief and they got real a lot of support for um, otherizing these people and so so that kind of so reading that kind of put a little perspective in it for me about why uh, in the first place you know what was the connection between the authoritarianism particularly on the left this really rise to authoritarianism on on the left and particularly uh, centered around COVID-19 and this puts it in perspective um, so what, what I was asking in, in my notes, so I was thinking um, about radical intolerance, why people not caught up in the mass formation on the left are uh, called fascist bigots, etc. These epithets are for those outside the mass formation. And that's what Desmond is saying here, that the anger, because um, you're threatening their worldview. Now they have this certain worldview that's releasing them, at least temporarily, from this free-floating anxiety, this lack of connection to other people, and their their beliefs. Um, so you have this COVID comes along, or you have leftism, or you have you know genderism, or any any one of these leftist beliefs, or you know climate change alarmism is, is another one anybody who falls outside of that is an enemy and so they're trying to come up with the worst epithet for you and of course that's will be fascist or racist or homophobe or Islamophobe or whatever even to even if you explain them how none of those can possibly um, apply to you as a conservative or a Trump supporter or a, or a Republican or just someone who doesn't believe in all the craziness going on with regards to the mass and vaccines and what have you. And so this is the, this is the reason because you're a threat 
to their newly found psychological well-being that they have tied up into the mass formation or their leftism and the, the and so that's why the masses uh, believe themselves to believe to be the moral and ethical betters of the dissonance the people with uh, dissonant voices probably me probably you um, and because again they have decided that they are these beliefs give them moral authority over people who don't share those beliefs okay and so I thought that was very interesting that that connection between authoritarianism and so now you can go back and look where you're, wherever you see authoritarianism or uh, cancel culture and see what what's the driving force behind this cancel culture why did this person get canceled and it's always because that person that they're canceling they're trying to cancel has some beliefs that threaten that again that psychological well-being that the people caught up in mass formation receive from having that belief in leftism or COVID or you know um, climate alarmism so there is that connection and of course you can see that um, other things you know there's been other mass formations um, caused by you know racism you know how you know some some of the reasons that the Civil War in, in America got started because you know this had ramp, rampant re racism and that resurged uh, in the 1920s under Wilson and the Democrats um, reforming the Ku Klux Klan for their to as an outlet for their racism to protect their way of life now like in particular during you know the Civil War era they went to war to protect these beliefs what we call mass formation now because it made them they because most people understand that you can't have a slave it, it's morally wrong to have a slave and so they would find ways to rationalize having slaves and people who refuse to rationalize the reason to have slaves and say no uh, slavery is wrong you can't have slaves you know they're abolitionists um, like Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln they thought that uh, slavery was a moral evil that it was morally wrong it just wasn't economically wrong or politically wrong they thought it was wrong on the moral level and so but the people who believed in this because they depended their, their economy depended in the south on slave, slave labor and they had wrapped up themselves in this whole idea uh, they were going to be the new aristocracy in America and so they had so so much of their self-worth wrapped up with the continuation of uh, slavery and so people in the South again this is generalizing of course but generally um, there became this belief that the North was fighting a war of aggression against the South and so you you had that that led to you know authoritarianism you know hard to get more authoritarian than being uh, owner of slaves right 
and intolerance, of course, you know, the Jim Crow laws that stem from that, that evolved from that culture later on, the intolerance of the Jim Crow, particularly in the South, but also in other parts of the United States. And so you had that historically. You had that, of course, in World War II with the Nazis uh, vilifying the Jews and other groups for their problems, scapegoating the other problems. And so this leads to, I think, scapegoating. Um, you're the reason, you know, you, the anti-vax, you know, the unvaccinated person, you're the reason that we're um, having these problems with COVID now. You know, you not wearing the mask, that's why my grandmother is dead. Um, so that's what happens in the real world. And then, of course, you know, dystopic fiction like 1984, um, Atlas Shrugged, and, and, and um, Brave New World all talk about, you know, fictionalized um, facets of this mass formation, too. Um, we have in uh, 1984 you have uh, Big Brother and there's this scapegoat um, everybody's influence under the influence of this person Goldstein Emmanuel Goldstein and so every everything that the, the party doesn't want in 1984 you know they blame on Goldstein and his influence and so you have that but you, you know as I said, we don't even need dystopic fiction if you gave an accurate account of what's going on today in today's world, uh, particularly in the West, and you could somehow send that back to yourself uh, 30, 40, 50 years ago and you wrote a book, give an, ac an accurate depiction of today's life in 2021, uh, you'd write that book and it would be classified as a work of dystopic fiction. Okay, and it'd be put and be put on the store shelves right next to 1984. Um, it'd be on the library shelves next to 1984, and Brave New World, and Atlas Shrugged, and uh, Fahrenheit 451, and all of those books. So, this is how that world, this, these dystopic worlds, these they get their their form from this um, mass formation. Um, psychology of totalitarianism as Matthias, Matthias Desmet would put it and so good book highly recommend um, so yeah if you read it I think and we'll talk about that more I think um, there's plenty to talk about I think but just this part you can see now you can see why all this stuff happened with the authoritarianism, particularly in New Zealand and Canada, and uh, you know Trudeau with the with the truckers and the trucking strike, and in New Zealand and people get being arrested, housewives being arrested in Australia, and things like that because of this latent authoritarianism, right, coming from a lot of the English-speaking world in particular, and so you now you can see how that's reaction, how the the people are caught up in in that uh, mass formation psychosis, as you as we might put it. All right, thank you for watching the dystopic journal. I hope you uh, enjoyed it, and please um, 
Also, uh, like and subscribe um, to this, and hopefully you will check out the new edition of the uh, Liberty Relearn podcast today. So, thank you for watching. So, and until next time, stay.